I like to say, I, I'm, I'm sure glad you got your head on straight today. Well, thank you. Thank you. It is, it is good to... Some of us are a little slow, you know. Right. <laughs> it's sure good to be here, John. And, um, well, I suppose we can we could just go ahead and get started. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Elijah, I guess we could start out by, you know, you just telling us a little bit about yourself. Certainly. I'm a... Well, I, I was a, a human being, just like the rest of you folks and uh, who are here today, and my name is Elijah. Elijah meaning the Lord is God. I grew up in Tishbe in Gilead on the east side of the Jordan River, and there is no record of my birth or a record of my parents or my lineage. I am a prophet sharing the messages and warnings of the Almighty God. I hear and listen to God Almighty. I am obedient to Him. He is my provider. I talk to God. I trust God. Some would say I was a, a brave man. Ah, I just obeyed. Maybe I wasn't smart enough to do anything else, but I don't know. I hate evil. I stood firm in my belief. I never faced death. God took me to heaven in a fiery chariot. I left a legacy in Elisha as I anointed him. So, quick question. Certainly. Did, did you get that voice when you became a prophet, or did you have that voice? Well, I just picked it up <laughs> on the way up here. I did don't you? know. <laughs> you know. That's a great question. All right. All right. So, Assuming not your voice, but other things, what made you so famous? Oh, God. Almighty God made me famous. Hmm. Would you, uh, would you care to elaborate a little more? Well, most certainly. I, I was called to be a prophet of God, and not all are called to be a prophet. Some are called to be pastors, and, mm -hmm. and some are even called to be martyrs as yourself. Mm. Um, we are called to listen to God to obey his word, and to trust him. And, um, you know, everyone is called to something. You were called as, you're truthfully a martyr, but uh, as the, the, the pre-runner of Jesus Christ. Um, by the way, John, um, you were quite the radical. That outfit. Mm. Um, the camel hair, and you know, uh, I can see the honey part, but the locust? Right. Oh. I, I just want to apologize for that breath that I have. Oh. But. Here, here, I have a little mint you can Thank take. Thank you. <laughs> right. But, uh, but anyway, I know we jest, but um, the locust and honey, I, I do believe if, if that's all I had to eat, I'd probably look a little more like that picture today. <laughs> so, but that all are called to the same thing. We have pastors, we have prophets, we have... We have um, well, we had the judges, as like uh, Samuel was uh, talking about today, and some of the people here, they're called to something. We all have our spiritual gifts. We all have something God has called us to do. He's given each one of you that have trusted the Messiah. He's given you something to do. He's filled you and, and, and dwelled you with the Holy Spirit. He's given you a, a spiritual gift. And, and we must be obedient in that, finding out what it is that he's called us to do and be obedient and then trust him fully. 
You know, um, God told me to speak to Ahab. Ahab. Huh. Mm. Oh, what an evil man he was. Not a good one. Oh, not a, not a good one at all. <laughs> and um, then his wife. Jezebel! Oh, I have headaches even now of the thought of Jezebel. Well, he told me to go and speak to Ahab and, and the king of Israel at the time, and, and I told him there would be neither dew nor rain for many years. He told me, he, he told me to go to, in, to the brook of, of Kareth Ravan and to, um, to go to this brook and drink the water and be fed by crows. They would bring me meat and bread. Now, I, I, didn't, I didn't argue with him at all. I just went. But that sounds kind of cuckoo. <laughs> you know, I guess that's how you might say it today. Mm. But, um, but I went, and lo and behold, I trusted God. And the first crow that came, I looked, and he had this, this piece of meat hanging from his, what, beak. And um, I thought, oh, that must be supper. Mm. You know, and, uh, and then another one came with a small loaf of bread, and, and so I ate, and this went on many, many months, and I trusted God that he would provide for me, and then um, the brook dried up as this drought went on, and there's no rain, and people were getting, uh, well, they were very thirsty and hungry, and, and uh, he told me another strange thing God did. He said to, to, to go to, um, to Zaphareth in Sidon, as he, uh, he had directed a widow to supply me food and drink. So I obeyed him. It's kind of, you know, kind of backwards if you think. You know, aren't we supposed to take care of the widows? Mm. Certainly. And so I went, and um, I met this widow, and I said, bring me a drink. And, and she did, because God had prepared her heart. And then I said, bring me a, a, a small piece of bread. Well, then she didn't know. Maybe not. She said, uh, I'm, I'm gathering sticks today. And you know, the, the famine is so fierce. I'm gathering sticks and going to make a small loaf of bread for my, my young son and, and myself to eat. And then we will die. And I said, well, make me a small loaf of bread first. You know, oh yes, I'm a really thoughtful man. But um, so she did. She obeyed God. And this went on for many, many months. As, as I, I uh, slept in her upper room, and I ate, and I drank, and every day God provided oil and flour. Every day. And so she came to me with her young boy. And she said, my boy's very sick unto death. And he did indeed. He died. So I carried the young boy up to my room. And I said, and I laid on top of him, and I said, God Almighty, why this, this terrible thing happening to this widow lady that's taken care of me? And I prayed, and I prayed, and God brought the, the boy back to life. And when I brought the boy down... The woman finally said, she says, now I trust in the Lord. 
I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute here. I, every day, the, the flour and oil were empty, and every day it was filled up again. Uh, I'm thinking, well, you didn't trust in them then? And so, but now, and then the boy is brought back to life, and, and um, he's, he's, she's trusting in the Lord, and, and um, where, where was I, John? Um, I get, you know, sometimes I... Well, you were talking about Ahab a little bit. Oh, so, I got yeah. sidetracked, yes. Yeah. Well, I left Ahab and left him back in the one in Samaria, in a, not just some area, but it was Samaria. Mm. So we get that straight because right. you know sometimes uh, people's hearing aren't, isn't so well. I can relate to that, and um, so I, I, I met back up with Ahab. In fact, mm. this man named Obadiah was a ser servant of Ahab, and um, they were out looking for grass to feed their horses and donkeys. And I happened to run into Obadiah, and he said, is that you? I said, yes. And then I told him, I said, you go tell Ahab that I am coming. Obadiah didn't like that. He said, I'll go, but if I'm telling him you're coming, he'll certainly kill me. I said, Obadiah, because Obadiah was a believer. Mm -hmm. He believed in the Almighty God. But uh, I think he had a little trouble with the trusting part. Mm. And maybe even the obeying part. But uh, so after I spoke to him for a while, he went back to Samaria and he said, Elijah wants to meet with you. And so Ahab was a little tired of all the drought and everything. And he met with me. And I told him, Ahab, summon all the people, all the people of Israel. Bring them here to Mount Carmel. We will see who is God Almighty. And he summoned all the people. I said, no, not just the people. Summon the 450 prophets of Baal. And then also the 400 of Asherah. Bring them to Mount Carmel. So he did. He brought all the, the prophets of Baal. He brought all the people of Israel. And they gathered all around. And I said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God... Follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. So we had like, I guess you call it the, the Westerns that you watch here. At, well, you wouldn't know, but they might. Um, the showdown. Mm. The showdown between the almighty God and Baal. I told Ahab, I want you to gather two bulls. I want you to prepare them for sacrifice. You can choose what bull you want. And I'll take the other. And so he chose his bull. He cut him all in pieces. I said, put it on your altar for Baal. So he did. Mm. I said, now, call to Baal and to send fire upon your sacrifice. Oh, this got a little comical. They started in the morning, and he started calling on to Baal. And then uh, nothing. You know, just not even a spark. Mm. Uh, there was no smoke. No, nothing. And um, so they started to dance and carry on. And, and I said, oh, maybe Baal's sleeping. He didn't answer all. Oh, they started screaming louder and louder and louder. And I'm just kind of in my spirit, though. I was just kind of laughing at them because they were making a real scene. And um, so they started cutting themselves. And blood was squirting all over the place. It was a real mess. And, and blood was poured out, and they still yelled and screamed, but no fire. Mm. 
course, I knew there wouldn't be because right. well, who was Baal? Mm. He's nobody. Neither was his, his, his idols or anything else. So I said, allow me, I will prepare the altar of God because it was tore down. So I got it together. I put the wood together. I got some stones. And I, and I put, them, put them around. There were 12 of them. They represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And then I said, okay, now, you prophets of Baal, you, uh, you pour water all over the altar. Pour it on the, the sacrifice. You pour it on the wood. Pour it on the stones. Then I built a, a trench around the whole altar. And I said, fill up the trench. And it was full. So then I went up, to the, went up and started to the altar. I said, come near. Come near. So the people of Israel, they started to gather close. Some maybe too close. <laughs> but, uh, and then I prayed unto God. I said, God, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, and the God of Isaac, send down fire from heaven. Wow. Man, I think I, think I lost some hair. It's so hot. <laughs> and uh, so he sent down the fire from heaven, and it burnt up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the dirt, and lapped up all the water. And the people were, they were afraid. And I said, now you people, because they bowed down and worshiped the almighty God. I said, now you people, you take those 450 uh, people, of prophets of Baal, and you kill them. So they chased them all down, and every one of them was slaughtered. And then the strangest thing, uh, my servant who was with me, he went out on the top of the, the mountain there, and he looked out, and he, there's no clouds. <coughs> Seven times he went out to look, and the last time there was a small little cloud, just a small cloud. And I went to Ahab. I said, get your chariot and your horses together, for rain is coming. And so he started to rush down the mountain on his horse and chariot. Well, that was nothing for me. Because I'm, I'm filled with the power of the Almighty God. And I outrun them horses and that chariot. And I ran all the way to Jezreel. 22 miles, in fact. Mm. That's maybe why I was so thin back That's then. That's probably but, why. But it was strictly by the power of God. Mm -hmm. and, and I left the area of Samaria. I was threatened by, by that evil, evil queen. And I prayed unto God. And, and let mm -hmm. me read First Kings 19 and verse 4 it says while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness he came to a broom that he being Elijah of course sat down under it and prayed that I might die I prayed that I, I might just die hmm. now I know for many folks that doesn't make any sense what a phenomenal victory he just had the prophets of Baal were, were slaughtered. The, the, the fire came down from heaven, but yet I was still afraid. And um, he said, I've had enough, Lord. Then I lay down under a bush and fell asleep. Well, I was tired after that long run. I was tired from, from all of the things that went on that day. I was tired from the long three and a half years of no rain. And I was tired. So, folks, sometimes in ministry, sometimes in your normal uh, life as a follower of the Messiah, 
we get tired. And that, that goes for Elijah, that goes for any of the prophets. And, and uh, you know, Elijah, myself, we, I, I admitted to that. I'm, I'm tired, Lord. I just wanted, I want to be with you. So something just unique. Yeah, I was already been fed by crows. That wasn't enough. And then I was, I was fed by a starving widow and her young son. And now I'm sleeping, and all at once an angel touched me. Get up and eat. I looked around, and there by my head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. I ate and drank and then laid down again because I, I was tired, mm. John. And the second, the angel of the Lord came a second time and touched me. I, he said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. Now, I did not know there was a journey ahead of me that was going to take 40 days and 40 nights. But often, folks, the journey we have uh, as followers of the Messiah is a hard journey because uh, the, the most important thing, as I mentioned earlier, is we listen to, we obey, and we trust God. When we do that, it can be a rough journey. Well, mm. I'm talking to the choir here, am are, I not? Are you are. Yes, yes. <laughs> the journey can be tough, but don't be discouraged, for God is with you. So I got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by the food, I traveled 40 days and 40 nights until I reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There I went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to me. What are you doing here, Elijah? I replied, I've been very zealous, zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israel's Israelites have rejected your covenant and torn down your altars and put a prophets to death with sword. And I'm the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me. Folks, there is a time in our lives when we feel so alone, so all by ourselves. But, but, as followers of the Messiah, we are never alone. We are never alone. And I thought in my mind that there was no other prophets around. I was the only one left. When I faced the prophets of Baal, there was no other one with me. I was by myself. But God Almighty was always at my side. Amen. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind came, and the rocks on the mountains, they broke apart. Then, then they shattered, and then, then, but the Lord was not in the wind. Then uh, a mighty earthquake came, and the earthquake rattled the mountain. But the Lord was, he was not in the, the earthquake. Then a mighty fire came, and the Lord was not in the fire. And there was a gentle whisper, and the Lord was in the whisper. Sometimes, uh, John and folks, we look to the grandest things, but it's in that gentle speaking, the gentle speaking of the Word of God that He's speaking to us.
And then he asked me again. You know, God does that. Most of the times it's three times. But then he asked me again. He said, then the voice said to him, uh, what are you doing here, Elijah? Oh, I forgot to tell you about the cloak. I put my cloak over the face because um, I knew I was in the presence of God. Then the voice said to him, Elijah, what are you doing here? And I replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord and all, Lord Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put the, sword, put the prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and that wicked queen, Jezebel, wants to kill me also. I go back, he said, go back the way you came to Damascus and anoint Elisha. He must listen to, hear, we must obey God, we must trust him. Then there's times in our life when we feel so all alone. We feel like we're, we're the only one. We're tired and even afraid. And that's the time we must go and rest in God. There's nothing wrong with resting in the Lord God Almighty. And then he spoke to me to go down to Damascus. And he told me to uh, anoint to this, this Elisha. And I think another, John, another important thing in our lives is we leave some type of legacy. Now I left a powerful man, Elisha. He asked for double of my spirit. And, and I anointed him, and he came, became the next great prophet. And it's interesting, after that, although it took maybe 14 years, I was ushered up into heaven. 